This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, so, I wanted to learn through uh, a shtick called Again, I'll explain briefly why it's such a safe achaviv uh, to me and so on. Um, I'll, I'll use the phrase that my Rebbe Rabbi Shapiro used. Um, someone, he asked someone what he uses to prepare and the person told him, Sfasemis, he told him some other safer. And Rabbi asked him, what's the tzushtel? And the person was like, take it back. He said, I, like the, the Rav, like, you know, you're measuring chashvas for him. And he said, the Sfasemis's words are muhrach. That's the way he said it. In, in other words, of all the approaches in terms of what we call Hasidish Sfarim. So a lot of the Sfarim, they're, they're, it's an insight. It's something where you, you walk away with the feeling it's a brilliant idea put into a Pasuk. It's a brilliant idea developed in a Pasuk. Sfasemis has the sense of it being to the heart of the Indian. He's definitely bringing out a deeper part of, of the Pasik rather than using the Pasik as an asmachta. And, and, and it's, a, it's very, it's a, in many ways, I think it's, it's, um, it's, it's probably found foundational in, 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 in the ideas and so on. The drawback, the, the, the difficulty of Sasemis is he's extremely laconic. Um, you can call it drawback, you can call it advantage, but whatever it is, um, the, the Kotzkechinach was to be memayed in words. Like the Rambam says, the derech of a chacham is his his milima are muatos, and his inyanim is harbi. So you you have to stop at every dot and sort of um, uh, ask yourself. In other words, explain what what the what he's saying and what he's talking about. You have to chew it up. It's 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 basically um, very very um, just the points. And, and he's leaving the rest for you. So the first piece I wanted to see is on page uh, 304. If you notice, the, uh, it, it's the way it goes is this way, whatever, that's the way it is. Um, the uh, pages are just that way. So it's the, it's the first page, there's three or four on it and three on the bottom. Okay, it's the second piece over here. I wanted to, uh, it says, Bemedrish, Gimel Matonais, so it speaks about Bnei Godim Bnei Ruvain. The Bnei Godim Bnei Ruvain wanted to um, be Nana. They wanted to get this 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 chelik of Eretz And the Chazal say that there are three matonos, the three gifts that Kolzman it comes from Shemayim, it's good, and so on kind of very cryptic exactly what it means. It's, it's referring, obviously, to the fact that they seem to be stepping out of bounds and trying to get something. And the question is exactly what Chazal mean. I mean, more than that, it, it's not possible that they get a part of it that doesn't really belong to them. So it says, Kokasavnu Mizeh, it's what I wrote before, Ki bevadai muchen It certainly can't be that they got something that they weren't supposed to get. Eretz Yisrael was divided up by Kaddish Baruch Hu. We, we see that the whole, um, the, the, the whole surah of, of, of dividing it 
was by trying to understand what HaKadosh Baruch had allocated. You had Urm Vitumim, you had Goral, those are all Minashemayim. They weren't just, there, there was no barter, there was no bargaining. So obviously, if they got me roofing, get a chalik over there, that had to have been there before as well. So it's something which, which is and theirs to start with. So why does it evolve through this whole parasha? It's very unusual. They, they, they now go, they ask for the chalik, which is really, they couldn't be asking for something that's not theirs. And if it is theirs, why are they asking for it? That sort of is the, is the point that he's trying to work with. Avol, harotzen shegam oisa chelik hamuchen la'adam, yachpoitz lekabe de'atayra. It's something that even that which the person has and is meant for him should come through um, Torah. And let's explain a little bit what he means over here. We, 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 we believe in a, in a certain duality of um, things that become mine. So on the one hand, when we talk about um, mazel, bashert, everything, this is meant to be mine, it's meant to be mine. Um, on the other hand, we talk about hishtadlus, and I'm not talking about only physical hishtadlus, I'm talking about hishtadlus in terms of even doing it, earning it the way the Torah said. So um, we live with two realities. We believe that there's a certain Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he wants, that whatever he wants in the end will come to be that way. And we also believe that if we don't earn it, we're not going to get it. Those two systems are, on the face of it, mutually exclusive. And it doesn't seem to be um, any way that we can reconcile it. There, there, you know, is everything bashert, everything earned? And the answer is, um, the, these are two items that are meant to go hand in hand. Let's give an example. Um, let's say, let's give a simple example. Let's say you have a father has a son, and he wants, and the father has things he wants to give to his son. He'd like to give him a car. He'd like to give him a house. He'd like to give him this, that, or whatever it is. He sets up a system because he would like his son to learn how to earn it, and because he understands that his son earning it will have a much deeper appreciation of it and, and have the sense of, of ownership that comes with earning. He sets up a system for his son to earn it. Now, imagine the son is somebody who is, says, you know what? I know my old man. He's going to give it to me anyway. What's the point of working for it? So he's robbing himself because, yes, it's true that his father wants to give it to him. It's also true that the same thing that, that, that he wants to give to you, he also wants you to earn it. They're not mutually exclusive unless you choose to, to make a steer between the two. So, does a, will there be an end that things will happen the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants them to happen? The answer is yes. But there is a tremendous 
advantage for us to reach that point through the process of earning it. And those, those things are not austere to each other. Whatever is miyuchet for us and whatever we're, we're going to get, those can come together. Avla Rotsin says, Shegam oisa chelik hamuchan la'odom yachbutz so whatever is there for a person, a person also wants to earn it and get it through his, his, own, his own effort. Um, so really, if we ask ourselves, what is Avodah Hashem about? It's not about earning something that we wouldn't have without working for it. It's about earning the things that we know are meant to be for us. There is a mazel. Mazel means a certain predestined uh, inyanim. And those predestined inyanim um, will come one way or another. But avoda means that we earn those things that are going to come. The same way like the kid who's shrewd enough to know his father will probably give him the car anyway, but understands that it is far better for him to earn it. So you have dual track. Where we, on the one hand, we understand certain things will come our way. On the other hand, we, 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 that's, that's what our vote is about. So Avodah does not replace Hashkacha, does not replace Mazel, but it adds a whole new layer on top of it, far better. So the world goes with Mazel, that's it. We have to go above it. So when you have all of these Chazal, where there's no Mazel for Yisrael, and Yisrael are above the Mazel, what it means is our pathway is supposed to be on top of that. We're supposed to be, irregardless of what's destined for us, this is what we want. Then he says, And that's when it becomes I, wa- I want to um, talk about this a lot. He's saying it in three words, but I think it's, it's, this is a very, very significant point. One of the differences, um, psychologically, between a child that gets something as a gift to a child that earns something is the sense of it being identified with himself, with the, 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 the corollary damage being how quickly will he lose it. Gifts tend to get lost rather rapidly. Um, I'm always amazed in the yeshiva um, in the high school at the end of the year, we go open up a coat store. No problem. There, it, it is, there's 100 boys in Shiva, 100 coats left over. Sometimes more than 100. I don't know how it works, but it works. The, the, um, the answer is because gifts don't identify the person. It's not, it's, it may be technically his, halachically his, but it's not him. When you work for something and earn it, then it's you. You, 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 it's an extension of self. I, I once heard from Mr. Shapiro, he said, when Yaakov Avinu went back for his pachim ketanim, so we don't think it's a mila. I say, yeah, the, the, guy, the guy took a trip to Harlem because he lost a $20 tchotchke there. And that's not, we don't look at it as a mila on the person. The answer is because for us, 
so Chazal say because tzaddikim are zohir in gzela. So that's why Mamoyin and Chaviv If If you're not zohir in gzela, then you don't really feel the things they have are yours. You happen to work for this. You happen to get this. You happen to, you know, in other words, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not you. If everything you own is 100% your sweat, then it's you. And just like for your goof, your mosanefish, your mosanefish in the So anything that doesn't come earned is not kayama. It's not something that's be'etzim yours. I once had a, a, a you know, sometimes you, you live through something and you, 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 it, 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 it like stuns you how, how much something like this is, is, is emis. There was a boy in yeshivas many years ago, many, like from the first year or two, I don't remember already, who came into yeshiva with um, below average abilities, clearly below average abilities. The Rashiva Tam Rebbeinah was an old telzer and very tough, and he tested him, and he was in the spoil. He knew Ksubis well. He had learned Ksubis, knew Ksubis well. And, he, and Rebbeinah told him, you're the first Bacha that I've met that actually knows something. What's your secret? And this boy was a very sincere kid, very straight, and he said, it's very, very hard for me to learn something. And when I finally get it, I don't want to lose it for any money in the world. And I put a lot of time in retaining it because the sense of, of, of having it is, is something that I, I, I can't afford to lose. And that's the difference between... So, so all the gifts that a person gets from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if the person gets it um, without Avoda, it's not a bar kayama. At whatever ruchness they love, we won't understand it. It's not something that's part and parcel of you. But, but, but the, 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 the things that a person really is misyagea for, things a person sweats for, they become his. I, I, I was always reflected that the, it says about the Vilna Goyen. Reb Chaim Volozhin writes in his Akdama to the Goyen's peers on Safar a, a sort of, a, some sort of a, a sketches out a, a somewhat a biography of the Vilna Goyen. It's most reliable. It's no bigger time than Chaim There are no Isis and Maifsim in the whole biography, in the whole sketch, except for one area. And also, it's not meant to give a, a Maifis. He says many times Shluchan came from Shemayim to, 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 tell the, to, to offer Torah to the Vilna Goyen, the Vilna Goyen chased him away, and he said he only wants things that is Yagea and Amul for. That's, that's what he brings, very famous. Um, the question is, doesn't everybody have a chilek in Torah? It says, before the guy says another place, everyone has a chilek, that's miyuchet for him. So, if without the shliach he could learn it, what's the difference? So the shliach gives it to him, or he gives it to him. In other words, is he missing out on something by not listening to the shliach? And I think the emphasis in the, in, 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 in the Goyen, you know, in, 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 in his approach was, yes, this, this is my chalak and Torah. I can get it just as a gift, or I can get it by working. The difference is this concept that the Svassim is saying of Bar Kayama. Does it really become... Um, a, 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 a part of myself that's indelible that just can't be erased because it's me 
or is it something that's given to me, but I have to hold on to it? The, 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 what, what he says over here, something that comes to Bar Kayama, something that I earn through um, Yagiyah is me. And therefore, even if we're going to get it anyway, but if we get it through Yagiyah, it becomes a Bar Kayama. L'chein Isa. And then he says, remarkable, new understanding of Tefillah. L'chein Isa, she'etzrichen l'espalol b'chol yoyim al mezaynes, so we, 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 we daven every day and we say brachas. We say the brachas in Shpanesra. Now, refuah, panasa, um, sometimes we need it. Sometimes, everything's okay. So why do we daven? We always have seichel. So what's the point of davening fit, you know, every day? Why do we, three times a day? What, what are we doing by davening for it? So he says, And here he says it, a profound insight. If I am missing Parnassah, or if, I'm, if somebody Khalil is missing refuah, and I daven, then I am asking for myself what I need. Okay, that, but that's not real avoda. At the end of the day, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm simply um, requesting something, and I believe HaKadosh Baruch can supply it, and he'll supply it to me. When I ask for the things I have, what I'm doing is I'm retracing the pathway. I didn't get it because, of course I'm healthy. The, you know, I'm healthy because I'm healthy. I'm, I'm a healthy person. I'm healthy because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving me chiyos. Of course I have Parnassah. I'm wealthy. No, I'm wealthy because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving me Parnassah. The purpose, purpose of Tefillah, says, is not for the things you're lacking, but things you have. Because you're reframing you're reframing that having as not being for granted, but as being part of a relationship from HaKadosh Baruch to you. So we can live in two realities. I have things because I have things, because it's natural, it's normal. I, I worked, I earned that money, and I have it. I can have things because HaKadosh Baruch gave them to me. I'm selling myself to... I'm, 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 I'm positioning myself in a way that I am connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by the things that I purportedly have. So, um, I, I, can, I can look at the same reality in two different ways. I can look at reality, at physical reality, as divorce from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu a world of Teva. It has its own mechanism. It's self-sufficient. The world is self-sufficient. The water evaporates, it rains, the crops grow, gets back into the ground, and so on and so forth. And yes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created it, HaKadosh Baruch Hu intervene, but I look at the world as being self-sufficient. And that's one perspective of the world. Tefillah comes to be mafkia that. Tefillah comes um, 
to rethink it all and understand it as being a hemshech and a connection to HaKadosh Baruch So the purpose of tefillah is not so that we have a formula when we need something, ask for something, but we have a formula for recasting everything that we seem to say is, yeah, it is, it's, it's, it's there. I'm, I'm getting it again as part of my connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the way chiyos is. Chiyos is something a person understands comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and all of these things come together with that. Um, so, um, what do we accomplish? What's the advantage of this system? What are we accomplishing by it? What we're accomplishing by it is, and he adds another point, that the Rashis and Achris are connected. And I, I want to explain a little bit what he, what, he, what he means over here, what he's saying over here. We, uh, let's go a person who only lives with the natural world. He believes that Kashmir created everything. Now this world is self-sufficient. Everything is explainable within the world. And I don't need anything else. And sure enough, um, at the end of the process, somehow a Kaddish Baruch Hu brings about whatever he wants. Kalei Sol's Geula, whatever he wants to be, and so on and so forth. The, what I'm missing here is any connection between the starting point and the end point. The starting point is Akash Baruch had everything. The end point is, you know, that everything worked out that Akash Baruch wants. There's no connection between the two because it's like it disappeared. It, it went into the natural world. Hashkacha went into the natural world, disappeared, came out at the other end, and, and it's not connected. When I trace the connection, so when I get up and I say, Grant me refuah, brachach, das, geula, and I understand that what I'm doing is I'm recognizing the process where Kadosh was giving things for a certain purpose, and they get to the purpose. So what I'm doing in effect is connecting a racist to an achris, and I see the whole picture. The two definite points that are out of our control is racist and achris. Kaddish Baruch Hu's creating everything is one thing. Kaddish Baruch Hu's um, everything turning out the way he wants is, 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 is fine. The process in the middle, I don't know, I had no idea. Our job with our voters is to draw a line between the two so that we understand everything that happens as going to that tachlis that was created for. Ukamoikene says, so he says over here that they were, um, this was the chalik that was there for them. They saw that Moshe Rabbeinu was not, it didn't want to give it to them. So even though it would come automatically, so let's say they would throw the goral, or they would, or, or whatever, it would, it would be given to them because it was destined for them. 
but they felt that the process, Moshe Rabbeinu's das, was they shouldn't be getting it. It, it, it sort of shows that they're not going to do what they're supposed to do. Whatever Tainus Moshe Rabbeinu had meant that Das Torah, Das Torah meaning, in other words, from, from the standpoint of Avoda and fairness and what they should get, all of that, that wasn't, that wasn't there for them. They had to work it out with Moshe Rabbeinu and reach um, a, a way in which Moshe Rabbeinu agreed to it which means that they're getting it not only because it's destined for them, but they're getting it because it's fair and square that this is, that this is theirs. In other words, fair and square by Torah. And that was the whole, the whole concept of a Tanai. You know, if you do this and this, and you keep your word, then, yes, you earn this. In other words, what they set up was a system that they would earn it through, through a, 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 a Torah perspective. So let's review a minute um, what he said over here. We have a few from we have time. But, and, and let's just review briefly uh, uh, and, and get some of the points. It is, it, so his first point and the major point is the world has um, two highways, one on top of the other. Each one is self-sufficient in its own and each one you can understand it as being its own. The first one is Teva slash Mazel. Kachpoke the world a certain way, self-sufficient, it has a Mahalach, it goes its way, and, and that's that. There's a second Mahalach, that this world is all about earning your way. And a person can live that as well. And, and the same two people can go through life with the, and they, they, they're living the same reality in two different ways because it really depends on, on how the person understands it. One way is um, things are there and you just pick them up and everything is, you know, Dr. Baruch made us a blind system and you get things. And there's a second way where a person earns things through avoda. When we talk about Bechira and Yediyah, so it's an abstract philosophical a point of, um, you know, can we understand we have free choice, and so on and so forth. In its philosophical discussion, it's really kind of, I don't know, it's, it's, it's like the Ramam says, there's no, there's no way to reconcile the two, and we just live with it. The deeper sense of Bechira is, shouldn't be called Bechira, it should be called Yigia. I can get the same thing because it's just natural, I can get it as coming from Kashbarhu because I earned it. And, and, and people can live with either system. The person who lives and, and the Nafkimina, besides the fact that one is much deeper, more emis, the difference between living with Avoda versus living with Teva is how much is it mine? How much did, do I really have it? Um, Bechira allows a person to have something and and have it as his and that lasts so it's true with physical things but much more important it's true with a ruchnistic kinyan a person who's who who has a ruchnistic kinyan is is somebody who it really is himself I'll, I'll tell you a story I once read. And it was, I thought it was a very powerful demonstration of it. 
in in um, there were there were two Hasidic groups. Um, there was Kotsk, which was very sharp and demanded absolute emiss. And there was Ishbitz, which went away from Kotsk. And because they felt it's too tough, too demanding, unreasonable, impossible. It's maybe one person can do it, but it's not a way for a tzibur. And, 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 and Ishbitz went to become much more, um, you know, big picture, welcome, you know, very different mahalach. There was once a partnership between a Kaska Hasid and Ishbitzer. Because business is business. Pleasure, I guess the Chassidus belongs to the pleasure department and business is business. And it was a very successful partnership, went well. The um, business went down. The um, Ishbitzer partner became sick and was dying. And he calls in his partner, the Kaska, and he says to him, you know, we've been partners for, for a long time. We've had an extremely good relationship. I have basically a, a dying request for you, from you. Sure. I want you to go to my Rebbe. I can't go myself. And ask for a bracha. So it was a real predicament. You know, on the one hand, Mitzvah Kaiju is somebody who's, uh, you know, so close to him. On the other hand, you know, borderline apicurses, I guess. I don't know what, what, what however it was. At the end, he decided he's going to do it. So he walked into the, so he walked into the Kotsky, you know, he traveled, went in, and he told him, I want to make Akdama. I despise you, I, I, I want nothing to do with it, but I have no choice. I have a partner who's, who's, who's who this, and, and Bimela, I'm, I'm coming here. So the Rebbe thought a few minutes, and he said, if I, if I make a miracle, and you become, and, and the partner becomes well again, and the business goes up, Will your attitude towards me change? He said, it can be done with magic. It's not, it's no riot whatsoever. And so, so he said, and what if I show you clearly that it's not through magic? It's not Kishif. So the Koska told him, an emiss that you earned through sweat and blood, you don't give up for all the miracles in the world. So the, so the Israel told him, if you promise me that you'll always have that attitude, then I'll give you a bracha that everything should be well and so on and so forth. That's the end of the story. I, I was very taken by, that, by, by the, the line before the end of the story. It was written, this story was written up by Huda Leib Levin, who was actually a, cuts, he's a, he was, he's a grandson of, of the Gerebonim. He was very famous. He wrote a lot of the Sfarim about the Rebbeim. So whether the mice is factually, factually correct, but it certainly is it has in itself real ruah. In other words, things that a person earns in a hard way are things that become part of a person. I, I, I want to segue a minute something. You know, people come along with a kalvachomer and they say, you know, in the old generation, things were so hard and afalpikane, people kept on saying, afalpikane, people this, afalpikane, and so on. That's um, a sort of an approach that people, um, you know, take and they ask it as a question. I think that that question is is sort of a slate of hand. Because it was so hard, and because everything you did had to be earned, you were attached to it. If 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 uh, if if a pure sits means you have to work at earning 
the, the, the cloth and, and, and earning the, the, the threads and sitting and putting it in, then tzitzis is very precious. If it's a question of going to the supermarket and picking up a dozen tzitzis, then it's not so precious. If just just kind of, yeah, you know, just add it to a long cheshman, then, then how precious is it? And everything's like that. It, the, 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 um, the kinyan that a person has in something is directly tolui in, in a person's yegiyah. Um, there's a Reb Chaim Brisker. Reb Chaim was f- fond of, of, of quoting it. There's a Reb Chaim. He speaks in Sinsalfus Meisters and so on. Um, how do we, how do we, how are we kind of something? So, you know, normally the bother, bother and so on and so forth. What happens if we have something which grows in our rishus? We have some, a field, and something grows. So our field is kona, everything that falls in. Kenyan chatzah, that's, that's also a Kenyan. What about if I go to an unclaimed land, Hefka land, and I plant crops and they grow? Do they belong to me or not? I didn't make any recognized Kenyan over here. There's no Hagbar, Meshicha, nothing that we can recognize as being a Kenyan in the crops. Um, there's no chatzar, it doesn't belong to me, it's a, it's, it's, it's a field that's desolate and, and so on. Sir Chaim says, it, it certainly belongs to me because work is the elementary Kenyan. Anything that I worked for, anything that, that, that's my Yegiyas Kapayim, I'm Kona. When I do it in someone else's Rishus, that's when we have the issue that it belongs to him because it, it trumps his Kenyan in the field trumps mine and he owes me something and, and so on. In other words, the issue of something belonging to somebody when it's in his field is, is, is something that just because it overrides my Kenyan. But Yegiyas Kapayim is an elementary Kenyan. So the purpose of um, doing everything through Bechira is not, it's not just so if we, if we have free choice, then we could get schar because we could do different things. That makes it our effort. That, that is what tags it as being the product of our effort instead of being programmed to do it. So it's true in all areas of order. A person knows and understands that there are things that are bashared for him. But my gear is what makes it mine. One. Two. In the world of tefillah, it turns things that we have from being their hours because they're ours to being their hours because the Baruch gave it to us. So, so I walk around and I'm healthy because I'm healthy. Yeah, I know somewhere along the line, if, 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 uh, I walk around, you know, I have, I have the means I need because I have the means I need. With filler is where a person reinforces it that it's coming from somewhere. It's filler is called avoda in that sense, because I'm redoing it as HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving it to me. So it, it, these are two things, two areas that have similar dual tracks. There's a natural Metzius, and then there is a, a, a secondary Metzius. And Avoda in, in, in the realm of things that we, in, in, in the realm of things that we get, get make it ours, and tefillah in the things of Kaddish Baruch Hu make it a constant gift from Kaddish Baruch Hu, a constant cash of Kaddish Baruch Hu, instead of just being what's there already. Okay, I think we'll hold it here, and uh, I think we have a minute at seven o'clock. What's the? Okay. Uh,